0: Hello, I'm James Batchelor and you're listening to the GamesIndustry.biz podcast. I'm joined this week by pretty much the entire editorial team. With me I have... Matthew Handrahan. Brendan Sinclair.
1: Hayden Taylor.
2: Rebecca Valentine.
0: And we are talking about E3. Now, I've held off calling this an E3 prediction show because as leaks become more and more apparent, it's really hard to kind of predict like, oh, I think we're going to see a new Assassin's Creed. Um, (laughs) So this is more E3 expectations, what we want to see or what we hope to see from the biggest companies there and um, we'll rattle through in in order of uh, the big pre- press conferences because they tend to be like the centerpieces of the whole week and um, so we'll start with xbox what are we hoping for from xbox this this week what do they need to do to impress and to kind of reassure us that all is well in the world of xbox
3: they, they need to um remind everybody that they still have a first party strategy that they still give Two hoots about having good first-party games on the Xbox platform, and if they don't do that, then I have—you would have to question what what their what their plans for the future of Xbox are. Definitely, yeah. I've, I've, haven't they all, already said they're not going to show a Halo? Which it's well, no, m- but, I, but yeah, but I think they need to go beyond Halo now. The idea that that the fortunes of the Xbox can be resurrected by a new Halo game, a series which has been declining in sales anyway. I think that's just a bit outdated. Like, you've got to look at the last... I mean, what have they put out first part in the last six months? Sea of Thieves, it was all right. State of Decay 2, pretty mixed reviews, and that's being somewhat generous. What else? I mean, it's basically unacceptable, I think, if you're an Xbox owner, to... Be in a position where you can look over at the PlayStation platform and all of the good work coming out over there, then look at what you have and, and have no real sense of, you know, what, what you've got to look forward to. And I, I'm not sure a Halo title does that. How
4: about a new Forza?
3: Well, so Forza
2: uh, Horizon
3: uh, 4. you're going to get one of those, aren't you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> have we figured out where uh, Crackdown 3 is yet?
3: Good point. Good point. All we know <laughs> is it's not cancelled. <laughs> yeah but we all know that it's Troubled development And that's probably putting it kindly And, it, and was it last year They had the Terry Crews trailer Yeah that it right? was and yeah, we still so haven't seen much game. They chose to represent the game with effectively a live action trailer Which is really bad sign For a game that's been in development that long it's They also still war- haven't got enough actual in-game assets To support a proper trailer yet it's also worrying because I've heard from someone who, i
0: this sounds awful, someone who knows someone, but I've heard from a first-hand source, albeit from a second-hand person, that the game is pretty much finished and they're just waiting for,
4: they're waiting to work out when they're going to release it. Right? Maybe when they said the game is pretty much finished, they didn't mean it was <laughs> done. <laughs> it's true. Well, actually, I mean,
3: it could be, um, let, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and pretty much finished means it's, you know, gone gold and they just need to release it now i doubt that but like let's just give give them benefit of the doubt i mean Um, now now that microsoft is you know releasing all first party games direct to game pass and it's sort of more engaged with users than sales and so on i mean does that affect how they think about what they need to do to launch a game do they need to say a release date six months in advance or could they get get on stage at e3 and say it will be out at the end of july well i was talking about this with um chris our
0: publisher like he, he's fairly co- he's sneakily confident that yeah they're going to do right this is out next week not next week but like out very soon yeah. um, i don't know if that would work digitally Yeah, you know, like maybe it'd be like oh it's out for game pass owners soon and then it follows a retail like a month or two later because given how well retailers keep secrets there's really not um not all retailers obviously but it'd be if if Crackdown was going to be on shelves within a couple of weeks, we would already know about it now thanks to like Walmart, etc.
4: Yeah. It's it's weird to me because it feels like a complete reversal of the beginning of the generation where Microsoft had a good Xbox One launch lineup and some really awful policies about how they were going to handle things. Yeah. Uh, and Sony had no first-party games mm-hmm. but good policies and Sony just trounced them. Uh, and now... S- it's like microsoft has no games but they're you know they're doing the backwards compatibility they've come around more on indie developers uh it it seems just sort of uh you know like the tables have turned on that side just not on the whole like sales momentum side yeah so i just think
3: some broader something bigger is needed on microsoft's part i mean there's you can't escape the number of sort of think pieces about whether Microsoft even has a first party strategy anymore. And if it does have one, what does it resemble? You can look at the canceled projects that were looking pretty good, pretty promising from good studios. And you can look at the lack of what's coming up outside of maybe one or two and literally one or two franchises. You can look at the IPs they have. We haven't heard from in a little while, but frankly, gears of war, whatever the last one was called, was it four? That was four, yeah. Yeah, four. I, I think I think the sales of that game have been kind of slipping a lot. Um, I ju- you just ha- I just think that they really need to come on stage and give a strong sense of what first party or at least exclusive Xbox looks like now. It needs a bit more focus. Like last
0: year's was was absurd. Their, their press conference was something like seventy three games, mm. most of which were indie games, most of which aren't out yet. And most of which will probably be, you know, in, certainly in terms of the indie games, will be available on, you know, PlayStation and Switch and PC. So there's nothing
3: that really sells Xbox as a, as a platform. But it was all third party as well. Yeah. None of, it, none of it, like, very, very little of it was exclusive to the platform. And the stuff that was hasn't really proved to be all that good. You know, like, was... sea, sea of Thieves is sort of like half a game. You know, like it's not something that you would pin your entire AAA strategy for a whole year around. And they know that they're not stupid; they're well aware they haven't got the games to match Sony, and that's that's a decision taken on a fairly high level to not really be sinking money into this because they've, you know, you've 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 had you've had public displays of them backing away from from their from their AAA content. So yeah,
2: I will say the one thing that I think. Uh, it's not going to like save the xbox or anything but one thing we haven't mentioned that i think will will be received almost completely positively would be ori and the will of the wisps people got really excited about that last year that's an exclusive for them um ori in the blind forest was amazing and i mean i don't like know anything in particular but i would assume that we'll see that this year
3: yeah i I would assume it too actually it's a good show for sure ori was great it's still not much
1: of an offering in terms of exclusive content, really, though, is it? I mean, like, it, I, while it is good, it's like you're saying, it's a very like scattergun approach. There's a lot of indie titles. Um, and the last sort of big AAA thing that they announced that looked of any interest was Scalebound, which they cancelled. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really hard to tell what they're even thinking in terms of like, yep. the AAA space at all.
4: And because does it what, feel like it's about time for them to just sort of pull the plug, like Nintendo with the Wii U, and just kind of say, "Okay, let's let's roll out the next gen a little quicker than maybe we wanted to." Yeah, it I mean, feel it,
3: a bit like that. But I think that this, that, like, I think you would get a better sense of whether that's happening from this year's show, based on what this year looks like, because Microsoft does need to do something. Like, you can't, like, I mean, I, I guess we'll probably see the new Fable game. But again, like they closed Lionhead, which is one of its, you know, veteran internal studios, then gave a fable project to somebody else, even though Lionhead originated the IP, and it just seems like complete chaos over there. It's also like so, so. So I think this one is gonna. This press conference is pro- more than any other is probably going to give you a very clear, a much clearer picture of like where Microsoft is in terms of how it sees itself as a place to create, like, like a creator of games, rather than just a uh, payer of exclusive rights to third-party studios of games
1: i mean that is really what it feels like especially when you look at all of their like you know it's not just there's no new ips the ones that they do have the exclusive ones are all so old now as well like halo fable crackdown these are not new ips by any stretch you know they're, they're entering like you know their fifth sixth iterations yeah.
0: and, then, and then, course, even nintendo even Nintendo, famous for relying on its back catalogue, has released like Splatoon and Arms, and is making a big deal out of those.
3: Mm, yeah, yeah. See your thieves back. See your thieves. See of Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, So is that is that enough Microsoft bashing now? Happier lands <laughs> of Sony and Nintendo. Absolutely. Let's go for it. Go to the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. Well, you yeah, know Nintendo. Obviously,
0: they need to really kind of show that switch has got more than its first year in it because it was an incredible first year for switch in terms of software releases you know a major tempo release every month um we already know that pokemon let's go evie and let's go pikachu is coming in november we know that smash brothers is coming in september nintendo weirdly like they tend to just kind of announce stuff a couple of months before it actually comes out they don't tend to announce too much around e3 um so, I don't know how much we'll see from Nintendo. The last couple of years, they've focused on one game. Last year, they focused just on Mario Odyssey. The year before, just on Breath of the Wild. And there were a couple of smaller announcements around it. I quietly hope they drop that and actually start announcing what we've got to look forward to on Switch.
3: But they, but they don't really have a press conference, exactly. Do they? No. They don't treat E3 like it's the platform to show your hand for the entire year. So, I think on... In terms of discussing what do we expect to see from Nintendo, I think it's slightly more difficult because Nintendo doesn't feel the need to let people like to shout loudly about everything it's doing to impress people. Like it just does, I suppose, whatever it thinks it, it needs to do most at that point in time. And but then, but then I suppose, I mean, I'm not a Nintendo guy. I bought a Switch. I don't use it, um, and I feel like the only person in the world that doesn't really, really think it's you know, the new format for gaming or whatever. But, I mean, you've had the major Mario game, you've had the major Zelda game, you've had the map, like, what, what comes now? For Nintendo, people tell me, what, besides the ones we know, what are we likely to see in terms of the IPs, given that they don't release a major Mario game every year, they don't release a major Zelda game every year, what are we going, what what, what could? What might there be at the, or from, that, from the direct...
1: Um, I'm expecting a lot more indie games on Switch, like a lot more. Um, it's a very, very popular console with indie developers. It's a great format for it. And I think Nintendo, now they've just started to kind of open, open themselves up to the idea of publishing more indie games. I think they're going to really like capitalize on that and double down on it. And while that's not much in terms of like exclusive or big IP releases, I do think it will play a pretty big part of their strategy in E3 and sort of going mm. forward. I
0: definitely think Indies will be present. I don't know if they'll put them front and center. I don't think
1: it will be like a very
0: big news. But yeah, you're right. There will definitely be more Indie activity on the Switch at least.
2: Just in terms of expectations, I feel like we can maybe confidently say that we might see some Fire Emblem and Yoshi, which both have already been announced. Like we know they exist, but we got that one trailer for Yoshi last year and have seen literally nothing since. And I think I mean I don't even know what we've seen of the Switch Fire Emblem game so far, but I don't think it was a lot. So I I bet they go all in on showing us what those are going to be and when they're going to be out.
3: Wasn't there like a Metroid, Metroid. title screen that they showed? Metroid Prime uh, Yeah, that's right. But it but it was like a logo against space, and people went absolutely <laughs> bananas. <laughs> and that and that made me think, yes, this is what I don't get about Nintendo. But could we see that? Possibly. I, I don't think- know. I think-
0: they announced it, yeah, they, 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 it's, only, it's been a full year since they showed us a logo, so we'd hope that some progress has been made, but I don't know if they'll save that for another time.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that they've used E3, like you say, to, to go deep into a game, um, and not always a game that's a complete surprise either. So what do you think the big game is going to be? It'll be Smash Brothers. It'll be
2: Smash, Smash Yeah.
3: Smash okay, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs>
4: And, and yeah, I do you think that they could do that Metroid Prime title screen style tease for uh, a new Zelda game actually. oh, really? uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Breath of the Wild worked so well and maybe it's just what I would like to see but like, I, I think you can have a half step iteration spin off using a lot of, you know, mostly the same mechanics and everything that were already in Breath of the Wild and have people still enjoy it like a majora's mask to i was its just ocarina. gonna say
0: yeah a majora's mask to to breath of the Wild, ocarina yeah I, I i would like to see that too but wouldn't, still- that
4: just, but wouldn't
3: they just do that as like an expansion to breath of the Wild now rather than as a separate standalone release majora's mask came out a long time ago and there are just different ways of doing things now it wouldn't necessarily function in exactly the same way in structural terms would it
4: the thing is like the the dlc and the the add-ons that way they, the, you can't charge as much for them, uh, and there's a certain sort of like a, a time limit, a degradation of your audience around that original title. At, at this point, uh, we're going on six months, I guess, since the last DLC for, for yeah. Breath of the Wild, and another six months or whatever until anything would be ready. Like, I don't... I think aiming for that subset of the Breath of the Wild audience now is, is like... Developing a game for a peripheral that not everyone is going to have, versus selling a standalone game that you can charge three times as much for, and you can you know sell it to everyone with a switch, not just everyone's of line.
3: And that you only took a year to make, and when Bioware did that on Dragon Age Two, everybody went bananas. But because it's Nintendo,
4: everyone's like, hey. Neither no I'm not self-care. saying it's going to come out this year I'm I'm uh, saying I could see them do their Metroid Prime style tease for something yeah. that is away which is something they've done with the Zelda series lots of times
2: I would posit that if we see another Zelda game anytime soon it might be more likely to be a top down adventure because um, they seem to have kind of alternated those um, between the more like 3D adventures and we haven't seen one of those on Switch yet
4: are you what, Thinking what like about? the Zelda Maker thing that was rumored, or like a,
2: a oh st-
0: no, I'm absolutely convinced they're going to announce that um, Zelda Maker. Cause they showed they showed that at GDC last year. It's just a screenshot. Oh, this was a prototyping tool that we use. I'm doing air quotes, but I'm on a podcast. I don't know why. <laughs> this is a prototyping tool that we use to map out Breath of the Wild. It's like that is quite clearly a Zelda Maker screenshot. Mm. I would be shocked if they don't announce
3: that. I think Zelda-, Zelda Maker would sound like a really good, good, good surprise for people for sure. But what about um, mobile stuff? Because we've had various, various rumours of Zelda Mobile, Mario Kart Mobile. Do you think anything like that is going to find its way into the presentation? I don't Did think they, they
2: do mobile at E3 last year. I don't think they mentioned it. I
3: don't think they've ever done. I didn't mobile. mention Animal Crossing mobile at E3 last year. I can't recall. I, I, I don't, don't think, think they so. have. And you don't think they'll do it this year? No, I
0: think they keep that as completely separate. I think I think E3, whatever they use it for, they use it. For their, their traditional games business, like I imagine anything mobile related will be for will be another direct. There'll be like a mobile
4: specific direct, maybe uh, you know, in a couple of months. Nintendo could do like the Fallout Shelter thing because yep. that that surprise release to tie into one of their big games, like that's basically their entire mobile strategy that they've said is that they want this to be successful on its own but to also point people towards their other products. And E3 would be a good place to actually do that.
2: One thing that we haven't mentioned yet, too, is they're going to show 3DS stuff.
3: <laughs> they're going to. Well, <laughs> I know. Well, believe in Nintendo, do we have to talk about that, though? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but it is going to, I mean, whether we, like it, whether we like it or not, it's going to take up a big old chunk of the treehouse. There's going to be like three or four 3DS games that they announced during the treehouse, and they're going to be like, hey, we got this new game, and they're going to sit there and play it during the treehouse, and we're all going to tune out.
3: Or the treehouse, not the direct. And yeah, probably. Like, there's the Direct for an hour, and then they go to the Treehouse for like an interminably long period of time. It's like a week, isn't it? A week of yeah, Treehouse, a week of people wondering
0: why the 3DS is still a thing. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm
3: going gonna, I'm gonna to say that I think when, when we're at Nintendo Treehouse, that's the signal to move on to PlayStation. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> PlayStation's have had a really, really weak showing, in my opinion, for E3 the last couple of years. Certainly last year, where it was just an hour of trailers for games that we already knew about maybe there was a couple of surprises like it's it's odd that given the strong position that playstation is in their e3 showcases have actually become quite weak i'm hoping they turn that around this year but there's so many games that they've announced previously and we still haven't got i mean we know that we're going to see last of us 2 days gone spider-man Probably a God of War, like, Expandalone, or whatever the hell you want to call those standalone expansions
3: I, they did first. I think, yeah, but, um, but the thing is, but I think you can just think about what the big game's going to be. Yes, I mean, there's going to be, it, there's loads of games at every single one of these press conferences. I think the interesting thing is, and the interesting thing with Microsoft is, what's the big game? Probably Forza, but like, what are they going to back that up with? You need, like, two, three big games. Sony, I think, it, I mean, it's got to be The Last of Us 2, and it's got to be Spider-Man. I think those yeah. are the two that you're going to see in detail this year.
4: I think there's going to be the big third-party stuff. Will be announced. at yeah. uh, could be. Some red, time. Could be a Red Dead. I think on their stage. I'd I'd like to see the uh, Square Enix Marvel game.
2: Yeah. I wonder how much of Square Enix though is going to move specifically to Square Enix's little showcase and skip Sony.
4: I think in the past they've they've done like reveals at the the big three shows, and then the publisher specific things also have their own show like they like they they still want that showcase they get from being on sony or microsoft or nintendo they just don't show all of it there they show a separate thing as well at their own show
3: but you also see like ubisoft shows its games on sony and microsoft and then shows them at its own press conference and it actually has a proper press conference as well as opposed to just like a smallish event i mean you're you're gonna see uh, the thing is I, i do wonder which of the third parties. Are going to go microsoft over sony this year you know like the difference between the two platforms is so big now that who who would rather be on the xbox stage than the playstation one sony surely can take their pick and
0: that's gonna be interesting like the red dead's gonna be the interesting one like whichever either sony or microsoft whoever gets red dead on their stage they're gonna get a fair amount of the uh, attention over the week but i I agree with you matt i reckon it would
3: be sony yeah I think we might see the new Borderlands game on one of those stages.
0: Yeah,
3: I reg- Borderlands
0: Borderlands feels like more of an Xbox thing to me.
3: Yeah, it does. That's what I thought I was going to say under the Xbox thing, but like that's just, that's a totally baseless. I'm not basing this on any rumor or source or anything. I just got a feeling that this now is the Bo- Borderlands time, and I got a feeling that people don't care enough about that franchise for it to make
4: it onto the PlayStation stage. Yeah, no, I'd agree I'm with not that. Like, how about like a, a free to play PUBG for Microsoft? Oof, they've been they've been tied to PUBG for a while, and I, I'm I'm guessing Bluehole really wants to do something directly countering Fortnite. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether it's, whether it's a sequel or a, a free to play remix mode or something, like Microsoft seems like a good place for them to to unveil that
3: yeah i'm i'm yeah I, i'm wondering
4: like what terms of
3: that deal is though right like surely blue hole wants to get the hell onto playstation
0: i imagine this year
3: like it will
0: have been a maybe a year's exclusive like it was with um tomb raid when that came out on xbox i imagine we'll get PUBG on ps4 at the the sony you know out this christmas PUBG on ps4 must yeah. do
3: surely well, I think with Sony, the difficulty with Sony is it's, from, it's coming from such a position of strength. It's got so many talented in-house studios that they could, you know, they could more or less. Well, so we can go back to the, um, the midterm strategy announcement they made just recently where they, they, did, re- they did reiterate that the next sort of two to three years for PS4 are going to be a lot about first party software. So they could they could be making that quite apparent this time, I mean with Microsoft you're probably going to see an awful lot of third party stuff. Sony could have you know five six high quality first party games and just fill up a conference just with those. It's just hard to figure out exactly what they might be
1: well, it's definitely going to be something from from software, I think either way, yeah um, because I mean like they they teased something uh, a little while ago back in December and they've got. You know, a couple of other franchises which they're holding on to, like they own Tenchu. Um, you know, we could see a Tenchu revival, perhaps, mm-hmm. which could be something special. Be awesome. um, I don't think it'll be Bloodborne 2 or anything like that. I think it is going to be a, a completely new thing.
2: Um,
1: and that, but it's, it's going to be it's going to be a big thing for Sony because you know having that exclusivity for a Bloodborne. Um, you know, as the only reason yeah. I've got a PS4. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm,
1: just, yeah. I'm definitely not the only one.
3: Do you think VR is going to get even a single mention? I think Ooh. so. I mean, it's it, the PSVR
1: is the got the highest market share of all the VR headsets out there. I think. Um, yeah, it has.
3: So. I, I, I've been told though that the the rate of sales dropped quite sharply in the last sort of, six months. Mm. I mean, that's not direct from anyone who I you know that information is not publicly available, but. Talking to people in VR, like I think that in general there's been a bit of a slowdown across across the board, and that includes PSVR. I don't know whether that means Sony then rallies behind it, or whether they just kind of a little bit fatigued, or
4: maybe E3 is not the right place to put it put it out there. But E3 would suggest that they do not rally behind it. Go yeah. back to like 2013, Sony E3, and look at how long they talked about PlayStation Vita. And that's probably about how long you're going to get talking about VR. <laughs> yeah. Do we
2: think they'll even say the word Vita this year?
4: <laughs> I <don't know>. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am almost expecting something to do with AR as well, actually, from some of the big publishers, perhaps, because I think a lot of the interest towards VR is being, well, quite quickly siphoned off into AR um, as Mm. kind of the potentially much more useful and exciting bit of tech. Um, So I'm not sure how that's going to manifest itself, but I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing a few
3: smatterings of AR just across the various publishers and platforms. Like uh, Pokemon Go type AR mobile stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, any sort of stuff like that. I mean, the HoloLens is still a little
3: far out. Um, Well, I think the HoloLens has kind of quietly been... transitioned into enterprise software and you'll never hear it mentioned as a gaming device ever again you're Perfectly.
1: probably right about
0: it, actually going back to sony briefly like i think the if if there is nothing vr on stage i think the interesting place for sony's announcements is going to be before and after because the the actual showcase is about an hour or two but before and after that they have another two or three hours of live stream stuff and that's where they announce like I think that's when they announced Nino Kuni 2. Um, obviously, yeah, Banda Namkai announced that um, through that stream. That's when they announced the PlayLink stuff, which was really interesting, their mobile-controlled games. They save a bunch of announcements for outside the conference, So, I'm, which to me is slightly daft, because all of the attention is on the conference itself. I don't understand why PlayLink didn't warrant at least a five-minute on-stage demo. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Sony has outside of its conference.
4: I think yeah. PlayLink uh, is sort of E3 um, briefing poison. Like it's it's a cool idea maybe, but it's it's not targeting that core gamer. Yeah,
0: sort of that's thing.
4: true. Yeah. So it's it's like the Xbox One reveal where they talked about TV and sports a whole lot, and like there was some cool stuff that you could see maybe they could do there, but the people had come for games and they wanted to the hype about the games and they wanted, you know, yeah. just that marketing message. So historically, with, with that's these sort of experimental ca- things. You're, it's gonna, it's gonna click or not, not dependent on, you know, that, that E3 briefing, put it in the E3 briefing. And everyone will just be like in the chat saying snore. When are we going to get to God of War or whatever?
3: Yeah. I mean, when you look back to E3s past, pretty much all, all of the, uh, all of the parts that people laugh at, the bit where they bring up, you know, like a a people pretending to be a family with like a mobile phone in their hand and pretending to have fun together because it's, as Brendan says, it's something that's not central to the core strategy of of what it means to be a place of a console company. And it's just this idea for the mass market. it just goes over so badly on that stage. So I think the logical place for it to be is after the press conference, because, you know, PlayLink i can understand why it wasn't on stage and it is an interesting idea but i don't think the majority of the consumer games press is all that interested in Playlink.
2: it's like, not very fun
3: yeah exactly <laughs> that, that's the point it's not you know i would like to say Playlink was interesting but the the ensuing year is taught us actually it wasn't that interesting okay. it's just different you know and different right. isn't always interesting
0: so let's take a look at third parties then um ea ubisoft Square Enix, Bethesda, they all do their own showcases. Certainly, Square Enix can do one this year. Um, I mean, EA, for one, theirs is usually very predictable. We know exactly what we're going to see from that. But, uh, but, you know, third parties in general, like, what what are we hoping to see? What are we expecting to see?
3: Well, on on EA, I think the one thing that I am genuinely quite intrigued to see is what the original is going to be this year. Because you have and then I think they raised it a bit with A Way Out, which is a very interesting game. I've not played it. Heard Positive, but somewhat mixed positive things about it. Joseph Fares is obviously a treasure and a jewel to all journalists everywhere. But uh, but like I, I would assume that they're going to continue that this year, no?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd, I'd be intrigued to see if they go bigger than A Way Out or that sort of style of scope. I wonder if they have their own almost Hellblade-style you know triple i triple you know indie triple a whatever the hell buzzword you want to call it um yeah just a a larger game by a smaller studio i'd be interested but, I- but that's
3: what originals is it's just that uh, it's not their game yeah basically. that's what originals exist to do patrick soder have made that pretty clear actually it's like they have no interest in making small games anymore like they just the the whole company is geared around service-based games that operate on a year-round basis. They don't even have the structures internally to do that. Mm. EA Originals means that they can fund, they can help fund these games, help them exist, make their money back, and then the purse controls the IP, and they're happy with just doing one or two of those a year. So, but so I think you'll see something. I'm just, uh, but I think that they just allow like a, a highly ambitious indie to realise what they do. I was at the game conference last week and Joseph Fares said that he was on stage and he said that EA is like was perfect just gave him money and didn't interfere at all with anything just let him do it yeah I, so I met I, like I met Fares um
0: at the Way Out Launch earlier this year and yeah he just he had nothing but good things to say about EA and I just I liked the the kind of the style of game he was trying to make and if if EA is helping make games that are that little bit different that are that wouldn't necessarily
3: get funded or made normally like yeah i'm not not to-, not to that level of budget yeah not, not not to like millions of budget for a game that can only be played in co-op where every level is a new mechanic and like that would just be even even a devolver or a whatever would kind of, would probably bulk at that idea even they probably got slightly more rigid ideas of what is or isn't a potential success so i think that would be good and i expect that anthem is going to be the game there that you know that they dig into that we we really haven't seen all that much of before, or at least they gave us that big five minute long gameplay thing. But I think we always wondered whether that's actual gameplay or not. It'd be interesting to see the reception to Anthem because I think
0: this will determine whether people like Bioware fans essentially give up on Bioware, whether Bioware has been absorbed into the mighty live service <laughs> machine. Mm, I think it probably has, though. isn't
1: it? I think it probably has,
0: but <laughs> I think it absolutely has. <laughs> I also, I also think EA. I I would. I think they're going to show. They've got to show something Star Wars. Like obviously not Battlefront three because it's too early for that. But like one of the
3: other projects that they've got going. Well, if what, only. Well, what are they? But so like Vis- Viscerals is the one that's been kind of moved over to Toronto, like
0: EA Motive Studio, right? EA, and, yeah, and Viscerals has been moved to EA Motive. Um, the the main one, the only one I think it can be is the respawn shooter. I think well, they'll, and, and they might not be out this Christmas, but I think they'll just, they'll have to show something to That's kind
3: of yeah. rest- restore That's faith. Cool respawn shooter. Yeah, respawn the table is going to be that one and that'll be cool. that would be really good. It'll be
0: it'll be great. They just need something to to restore faith that look, we have the Star Wars license and we are doing good things with it. A lot of the boycott that started all oh, get Disney to remove the EA li- the Star Wars license from EA. I think EA could do well with saying, look, we are making a good Star Wars game. It's not going to be ruined like the previous one. Please trust us.
3: Yeah. Well, I think that they've got That that Respawn project's been in the works for a couple of years now, I guess. Yes. So it's got to be ready soon. About time it was shown. EA EA doesn't generally do five to six year dev cycles anymore. I think it normally wants to hit sort of two, three, well, three for a for a new IP or like a new franchise. I think four at the absolute outside. So I think you could potentially see a the Respawn game with you know which would be slated for release next year, probably first half or something. Yeah, But that would be the one, I and mean, yeah, maybe, maybe that would be the surprise, right? And you would hope there's a surprise for me, eh? Ubisoft obviously have kind of played their cards thanks to the,
0: the <laughs> leak, like we're going to see a new Assassin's Creed. I was quietly hoping it was going to be another Watch Dogs or maybe the Splinter Cell this year. I haven't seen the leak. What, what does the leak say? I was just a very short teaser that it's, it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Greek themed version of Assassin's Creed Origins, um, so just you know, it will be open world again. It will be huge. A Greek themed ver- version of
3: Origins, not or a version, not Greek version set.
0: Greek Assassin's set. Creed. It's a Greek set Assassin's Creed. What I mean, is, what I meant was, it will be. It's Greek set, but it will probably be like Origins in that it will be a massive open world. It will be more of an RPG than the action games it used to be, and there'll be out. lots of this is Sparta kicking out
3: next year. Uh, Last year.
2: We don't
0: know. I don't know. I wonder if they will push for it. I wonder if this is their November
3: game, and they'll make Well, it. the things I would hope they'd learn their lesson on Assassin's Creed.
2: They said they sorry. They ran guess. it
3: to the ground, didn't they? You know, they did. But, but then,
0: why announce it now? Why announce it this year if it's not due till next year? Because they, they haven't well,
2: got
3: that the- many other games. Yeah. They
2: said in their their plan for the year, they had like the two the two things that we already knew about, and then they had like one. They say it was like a new franchise or a new IP or something. So uh, I don't yes, think possibly. they had, I don't think they had plans for Assassin's Creed this year. Well,
3: because because I mean, you know, what what could there be? I mean, I I feel like Ubisoft, they do have like they have big games, but they have a fairly small number of big games that you could re- realistically expect regular sequels from, and we've had. The big Assassin's Creed in Origins, fantastic game. We've had Far Cry. Are we going to ever going to get a Watch Dogs three? I kind of think that maybe not. Possibly. I, I don't know. I, I in terms of stuff that, that kind of appeals to the widest number of people, right? Like they've got they've got smaller franchises there, right? But I think they probably do need a new IP. And I also feel like they, yeah, really ought not to release an Assassin's Creed in one year after Origins.
1: I'm almost expecting them to release another sort of games as a service product like um Splinter, no, Splinter Cell. Um for Honor. Yeah, For Honor well, and got uh, Skull and uh, Siege. Bones on
0: the way. Skull and Bones right. is on the way and that, that's that's yeah. gonna be a very service based game.
1: Right, so that'll be that'll be that one then, yeah. So I guess we'll probably see a bit more Skull and
3: Bones. Yeah.
2: Rabbids and Kingdom Hearts.
3: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dust Dance seventeen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So what when what what was the last Splinter Cell game? That was a while back. Splinter Cell was
0: Blacklist and that was that was before this generation even started. I think that was 2012,
3: 2013. Yeah, see I, I love me some Splinter Cell. So fantastic series. I'd like I'd like to see. I mean like if if you're gonna reboot oh beyond Good and Evil. I yeah,
0: guess. They've, because
3: because got to show that. they've
0: got to show that. A developer I was speaking to um earlier this year, like he said that he has seen Beyond Good and Evil in action. He said, "Like the gameplay is just looking really good." He didn't go into detail, but he did say, "Like because it, it, I, I basically posited that you know Beyond Good and Evil probably won't ever actually come because it's just another trailer." He's like, "No, I've actually seen it in action. It is looking very solid." So mm-hmm. quietly hoping that yeah, we we must see more of that this year, surely. Yeah,
3: but I think I think that would be yeah. I, I, w- I would be very surprised if that didn't form some part of it, because what was shown last year really. See- I mean, you know, it seemed to be pretty well. It was just an animated short film, wasn't it, basically? And then yeah, Michel Ancel crying and stuff, <laughs> which was nice, but you can't just wear them out and make them cry. Well, can, or can you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bethesda, Fallout seventy six, now. Do we think this is going to be the Fallout 4 sequel that everyone seems to be hoping for? Or is this going to be Bethesda's Fortnite? My money's on the latter.
3: Yeah. Mm, I, I think the marketing slogan sloganeering seems to suggest it would be more like a creation-based game yeah. than a shooting-based game. It's about rebuilding so is is this evolution of all of like the base building stuff they had in fallout 4 yeah. as like a standalone service based game
0: it's got to be has not it but like, i'm wondering if it's if it's yeah it's it's a mix of like set, the settlement building stuff but also kind of yeah like the survival territory game. from other players
3: yeah, it would. It would make a lot of sense if they went down the Ark Survival Evolved yeah, route, that's a, that's but like highly, like a much more polished than Ark, and much more kind of high production values and so on, and just just did a a real triple A real AAA survival game set in the wasteland, and that might actually be the survival game I play. I haven't played really any of them, but that.
2: That's I what, what Kotaku's report was saying. It was this was an online survival RPG or something.
3: Ah, right. Like yeah. Daisy. Yeah, but, but I, th- I think it will be Daisy, but it will be sort of a Minecrafty Daisy. And, uh,
0: I love the idea of it, say- but like, I never bothered with that settlement building in the act- in Fallout 4 because it just took away from the actual exploring and
1: adventuring bit. It was also just one of the most painfully clunky systems to so use. So clunky. It was not intuitive at all.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was nonsense. And then the game forced you to use it far too many times as well. Uh, And it's also, it's not what anyone was asking for as an evolution to the Fallout franchise. No. It's a shame, really. But uh, they did it, and it looks like they're going even further down that route. Yeah. If you could play like a super mutant or a ghoul or something, I might give it a go. (laughs) But I think that's
0: going to be their big focus this year i mean they've pre-announced it so it's fairly clear i mean they've got they've announced this and they've got rage 2 I, I vague memory of them saying they've got four games to focus on at the the showcase like so i can't think what
1: else they'd have and, and elder scrolls just feels inevitable at this point yeah uh, it does it's gonna you mean. know bring bring his skyrim out on the switch you know is, when did that game come out 2011 like, yeah they're, it's been a long time. People are itching for one, and they're generally quite good at holding off the launch of the, the Elder Scroll and Fallout t- titles until people are like at breaking point, and then they go, "Here you go," and then everyone, you know, loses their mind.
3: And they and they, I think they revealed Fallout Four and released it the same year, didn't they? At yeah, three. didn't that happen?
1: Yeah, yeah. I like, so. The thing is,
3: Beth- Bethesda needs a better year this year. Because, well, you know, Wolfenstein 2 was fantastic. It didn't sell all that well. Evil Within within 2, I think, was a failure. Like, it just, it had a bunch of products. None of them sold really that well. (coughs)
1: Supposedly, Um, the uh, sales on Wolfenstein 2 actually weren't as bad as we sort of all thought they were. Because um, it had a very rough first week, but supposedly it yeah. picked up very well. It, it was basically on sale for 20 quid from pretty much the same yeah, no, day but it, it was but out, it. but it, it has sold, done pretty well.
3: But it sold a lot of copies, uh, half of what they might have expected those copies to sell for. So in terms mm-hmm. of revenue, but the thing is this, it's like how much, I think the, the more pertinent question is, what does Bethesda want a Wolfenstein to sell? I would say it's not reasonable to suggest six, seven, eight million units. Mm. I'd be surprised if it sold that much, but yeah, no. So, I mean, but you know, I think the point is like they've they've got games that sell twenty million copies, and mm. those games are Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Are and
2: there they, any platforms that Skyrim is not on yet? Uh, Do we mobile. have any left?
3: Mobile, mobile. mobile me- calculator, watch,
1: three <laughs> DS, obviously.
2: <Yeah. laughs> That'll be what's in the
4: treehouse. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I
3: think Bethesda is the hardest one to predict in terms of surprises because everyone's automatically going to say, well, I mean, Elder Scrolls is the obvious. It has been nearly eight years since Skyrim came up. Skyrim still makes money for it now. I do think Bethesda Game Studios is big enough to work on two games simultaneously. And no one is going to tell me that they haven't been working on a new Elder Scrolls game. They haven't started work on a new Elder Scrolls game. Yet. Yeah, that's absolute nonsense course they, they probably started working it the day after Skyrim launched. There's just not been it's just not been part of the strategy to have an Elder Scrolls get new Elder Scrolls out there yet. But I think the one of the other questions is could could there be an Elder Scrolls coming and us not know about it at this point in time? I feel like that's like the leakiest possible news. And Bethesda's had lots of stuff leak in the past.
0: Well the, the rumour I had as well was like rather than a, an Elder Scrolls, a new space-based kind of sci-fi version of that sort of formula that sort of open world formula so essentially their own mass effect but with the skyrim fallout style structure i'd be intrigued to see if that's real yeah yeah but but i don't think that would be the 20 million seller that elder scrolls and fallout is because obviously the legacy
3: of those franchises i'd like i'd like to see something brand new just kills me how like the big studios just always have to go for something so achingly generic. So yeah. oh, we've got our sword and sorcery one. Now let's go Space Marine RPG. Like, can't it be like, I don't know, a film noir the private detective RPG? <laughs> can't it be that? Can't it be like a vividly rendered L.A. Like L.A. noir, but Skyrim? That'd be amazing. No one does that shit.
2: It's interesting that we're saying that that's Beth- just so hard to predict this year because last year, if I recall, it was like what like a 50 minute presentation and we already knew like every single thing that was in it.
3: Yeah. And, and none of that, n- none of those franchises are going to make another appearance again. The thing with Bethesda, they haven't got that big a portfolio. They just haven't. So like once they've done Wolfenstein, they've done evil within and they've done all that stuff, that doesn't, then doesn't it have to be a, an elder scrolls? Doesn't don't they have to return to, to those big IPs? I mean, I, that uh, th- Dishonored we may never even see again, you know, like, because it hasn't really done that well. Don't be a shame. I love Dishonored. We
2: yeah. um,
3: probably won't,
2: won't see Prey anything.
3: Yeah, well, well I don't. I'm not. Sure, I'm not convinced we'll ever see a Prey two. I think it's the thing they had. They released a lot of games last year, and, and I think Wolfenstein two is probably the least, the least pertinent example when it comes to saying games that didn't do that well because it was easily the most popular of all of those of all of those games, but. The rest of them pray this on the two death of the outsider and uh, the evil within two. Like, I I just don't think they really did very much for Bethesda, and like ultimately they do they do have to please their investors and stuff as well. So to to have had Elder Scrolls on the
2: shelf for nearly a decade is mad. Yeah. Uh, do you think they'll do Doom anything?
1: Possibly. Doom was pretty successful overall, yeah. wasn't it? Might uh,
3: get of well, Doom Two potential.
1: Yeah, their oh. VR attempt was a bit of a dud, but I don't think that reflects on the popularity of the series overall.
3: I think that just reflects VR. Really. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's like a good point. They did. They've done like a new or attempted to do like a new VR thing. I think for the past couple of years.
3: Yeah.
2: It's gonna be like Dishonored VR, Prey VR. <laughs> no.
3: No. Yeah, could, could no. not be less excited at the prospect of all of those things. So. Elder, Scrolls,
2: Elder Scrolls Legends VR.
3: Yeah, yeah, why not? With realistic 3D tar-
0: tavern sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, last one that we know that has a, uh, a showcase is Square Enix. Um, obviously, we know that Shadow of the Tomb Raider is going to be fairly big, although I imagine that will be on either Sony or Microsoft's um, showcases as well. Microsoft, I reckon. Microsoft, do you reckon? Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 is never coming out, no yeah. matter how many Pixar pictures, you know, screenshots they show us. And they
2: seem to have really dug in their heels on 2018. I'm starting to come around on it. Okay.
0: Well, what what, what are we hoping for from, from Square, or are we expecting that? Does it even feel like they're going they, this is going to be a particularly big showcase? It still feels like, the, you know, the, the biggest ones are the three platform
3: holders and then ea ubisoft bethesda well i mean why I, I i think that the thing with square is what what realistically can we see i think they're they're like they were in bethesda's position about five years ago where they had quite a bunch of these franchises they had thief they had deus ex and they kind of dropped the ball on a load of them and now i think they're left with least as far as like the the stuff that kind of makes it outside of Japan and, and Asian markets I think they're left with very few options so you've got the Crystal Dynamics Marvel thing could yep. be that um, yeah and I think you've got you've got Tomb Raider but what else I mean it's not going to be in a new Deus Ex I think we've probably seen the last of that as much as I wish they would but it's not going to be Kane and Lynch 3 so <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Dragon Quest 27 curse of the dragon god yeah. whatever From I, think,
3: center.
1: Yeah. I think there'll be a pretty big offering for final fantasy 14 i mean that's maybe the second or most subscribed paid uh, mmo at the moment yeah. it's a pretty big much for them it's it's kind of a bit of a sleeper hit really like it is very popular but there isn't a huge amount of coverage of it but i think they might try and push out a bunch of a bunch of uh, new stuff for that
0: Let's be honest. We want them to do more IDOS franchises. We want a new
3: Gex the Gecko, don't we? Oh
4: yes, please.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and no, I think of, of all of these uh, press conferences and publisher events, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, well, for me, Square Enix is the least tantalising of all of them.
0: Yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna just mention but not uh, not go into too much detail with uh, obviously we, we we acknowledge there is a devolver conference coming up but there is no possible way of expecting or knowing what to expect from that i'm just hoping it's, no, it's something so, as on point and funny as last year
3: right so i was told that it is going to be that idea but taken to another level of that okay idea. interesting oh
2: god <laughs> <laughs>
3: Expect something beyond. So, and also, um, just for those on the ground, Rebecca and Batch, I guess you're going too. Brendan, no longer with us, sadly. Uh, Good Shepherds, which was set up by some of the people that set up um, Devolver, they're going to be taking, I think, Devolver do this sort of off, off E3 conference, and they're going to be doing... A complimentary one right next door so that whole sort of anti-e3 thing is going to be twice the size with twice as many games this year so that that's a good thing that's where you should go and hang out
0: definitely give that a bad look um yeah. it's interesting the amount of stuff that is is going away from e3 even microsoft isn't really at e3 like they're they're over the road at the microsoft theater which makes sense if you own a building you might as well fill it um yeah. but like the only you thing they've actually building,
3: got you only have three games to show well, exactly
0: yeah but I, I, the the only thing they've got in the actual convention center is mixer isn't it which we'll get more of that they'll be pushing that again mixer
3: like who the hell uses mixer well i think more that that's is microsoft fundamentally not learning from past mistakes yes it is not it is not the venue to discuss your multimedia platforms much <laughs> we're running
0: short on time so my final question to you my, my dear colleagues is how many battle royale games will we see this year I'm quietly hoping for FIFA Battle Royale, where you have to get the ball to the middle of the pitch and keep it as the fog encroaches upon the upon the stadium.
2: Uh, in my, in my hopes for a new Animal Crossing game, I'm going with Animal Crossing Battle Royale. Nice. Everybody, gets, everybody gets dropped onto a little island, a hundred little Animal Crossing characters, and you have to like catch the most bugs or something. Yeah,
3: I mean, yeah, I pay off you, your loan first. We're, we're all like joking aside. You probably are going to see. Some battle royale modes tacked on to certain games. I I don't know if I don't know the likelihood of a like a Tomb Raider game featuring something like that. But there's going to be a big franchise that goes down that rabbit hole. (laughs) I just would rather not spend any of my lifetime thinking about which one is likely to be because it will and it will be an unpleasant day when it does. (laughs) I think almost
1: every game that has a heavy multiplayer is going to try and shoe in shoe in some sort of a battle royale mode in there. I mean, yeah. Call of Duty has confirmed it, I believe, Yeah, um, and I just think almost anyone that's got multiplayer will be like, yeah, we'll just throw that in, along with the other 30 game modes <laughs> that no one plays.
3: Yeah, all right, so new Borderlands game, and Borderlands will have Battle
4: Royale in it. Yeah, almost yeah. certainly. <laughs> yeah.
0: But the great thing is Borderlands will properly take the mick out of it. They will really rip the piss out of, of the whole convention of it. Excellent. Okay, well, obviously, you can keep track of all the E3 news over at gamesindustry.biz. We will not only be uh, actually at the show present, um, but we will also be reporting from home. Uh, So you can find all of that at gamesindustry.biz go back and uh, find our previous episodes while you, while you wait. Might as well uh, listen to previous episodes of the podcast. You can find that on all good podcasting platforms. iTunes, Player FM, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, the usual. Uh, until next time, we'll uh, we'll come back with a, a post-E3 show where we gather our many thoughts just in case there aren't enough opinions on the internet You know, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, until then, uh, thank you very much for joining me, guys.
1: No problem. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers.